0: I don't like driving. I know there's a lot of people who do. To them it's a sort of relaxing time, especially those long trips on open stretches of road where you don't really have to think about anything. The sound, the motion, the blur... are all a nightmare to me. A perpetual nightmare that I have to engage with every single day, as I have to nervously yank in and out of a horde of lunatics whose idea of Zen is driving fifteen over the speed limit and drifting in and out of whichever lane is faster without using their turn signal. Although, to be fair, it's not so bad now. My current employment is only five minutes away by car. Close enough for me to walk most of the time, and when I've got the spare 20-odd minutes, that's what I do. But a few years ago, things weren't nearly so good for me. I had a job that was clear outside of town, helping with production at some facility whose seemingly only purpose was to package bed bug traps. But, you know, a job is a job. It was a 35-minute drive one way, and then back. The going back usually took longer, just because just because I hated it. I never could enjoy that mostly blank time. My mind forced me to think, to obsess over minutia, and then there would be some druggie trying to cross the highway without looking both ways. So the thought would crash where my car wouldn't. I could always feel the splatter of my ideas dying against the wall of my skull. No. It wasn't blank time. Blank time was mostly good time, time that my mind got to skip over to the parts that were even better. But time in the car? It was purgatory. Every day. I tried and tried to get out of that job as soon as I had a good bit saved in my bank account. By context clues, I succeeded, of course. But I spent so many hours on that road. And there was nothing, nothing really interesting. I tried to make a point to myself about getting interested in every little thing I saw on the side of the road, just to make the trip and my overall ordeal easier. It didn't work. There were some houses, most poor, some obscenely rich. Some of them had weird signs in their yard. At time to time, giant animal carcasses would appear on the side of the street, and then be gone by the time I drove down the road again. I always wondered who did the cleanup and who called in the mess. It was never me. And there was little else. A few other production places for grain and oil supplies, or whatever. But then there was this one little genuine thing that nibbled at the back of my cerebral cortex. A little convenience store, inexplicably in the middle of the highway, just by a turn off to a country road that nobody ever took. It looked run down, but it it was obviously open. There was always a single red truck in the parking lot. The lights inside were blazing whenever I passed by the place coming home from the late shift. So somebody went in there, to a convenience store without gas pumps. Just not me. I never had a reason to go there. A convenience store meant drinks for when I was thirsty, but it also meant decelerating from 70 miles per hour at a point in the road which was very clearly not the off-ramp for my apartment complex, so I avoided it. It meant adding more time to a commute that I already despised, so I didn't add. But each time I passed by the place, I just got a little more curious. How could a place like that have stayed open? I literally never saw any customers go into the place, assuming the red truck belonged to the owner or operator of the store. Nobody. And yet, it very clearly was a convenience store, open for business. I could see the humming glow of drink coolers in that beige sort of color of stands peek through the window in the couple of seconds I was by. It just didn't make any sense. And then I quit. I quit with the amazing benefit of having an extra week in between that job and the one I have now. Essentially a whole week of vacation time, something I had never experienced before. And as I was driving back home from my very last shift, I got high on this idea of extra time. I decided to finally slow down and pull into the shop's parking lot. It was about as terrible looking from a slow perspective as it had been from a fast one. The paint was chipping, grass was encroaching here and there in the parking lot and the sidewalk, and the store didn't even have a name. Nope. It didn't say a dang thing. Not above the door, not in a sign somewhere in the lot. It was a store that didn't advertise itself. Again, strange. A dinky little open sign greeted me at the door. I vacillated for a second about whether or not I should go in, and I finally decided, why not? so I pushed. The door didn't move. I smacked myself upside the head. It was a pull door. The door moved. I was overcome by the smell of dust, oldness, a combination of the two. The light inside was faint, flickering, and no music played over the intercom. Judging by how singularly solid the ceiling was, I doubted there was even an intercom, or fire sprinklers. "'Hello?' came a voice from my right. The counter was set up just beside the door. In my anger at my own stupidity, I had been stupid again, and not even looked to recognize the clerk. He was an older gentleman, probably somewhere in his late fifties, with an accent I couldn't quite place and a race I couldn't quite place, and a fashion sense to boot. "'Hello,' I replied, trying my best to shift my nervousness away. "'What are you doing here?' Now, that wasn't a question I expected from a store clerk. "'I'm here to shop?' He narrowed his eyes. "'You're not the usual kind that would shop here.' The nerves that I'd been trying to calm exploded in a frenzy. That was such a strange comment. So strange. The the store had to be a front for some organized crime. Was it drugs, or... Sorry, sir, what do you mean? You came in off the highway, right? Yes? Then you're not the usual kind. That's all there is to it. End of conversation. Like I said, real strange. So I decided to sort of sidle up to the other edge of the store, away from the creepy guy with his creepy words. It was the snack portion. It had all the usual kinds of snacks you expected to see in a convenience store, like generic brand chocolate bars. Normal. But the price tag? $3,000! I audibly yelped another reason why you aren't normal. I turned back to face the man, some sort of consumer outrage in my soul. How are you charging $3,000 for a candy bar? How is this place even open? The guy stared at me straight on with his deep brown eyes. Because of our regular customers, sir. That's it. That's all. What are the drugs in these? At this, the man laughed. It was disconcerting, that was for sure. Especially with how tightly buttoned his shirt was. <laughs> no, no drugs. And that's a stupid question to ask out loud. I thought for a second about dashing to the door, but then I thought about it. The candy bar felt like a candy bar in my hand. And how could $3,000 worth of drugs fit in a candy bar? And how could a business exist just putting that stuff out on the shelf without getting busted by the FDA or something? I mean, I knew I was a square, but still. So, uh, pardon me asking, but who are your usual customers? People from there. He pointed in the direction of the country road that drifted off into the woods. They come here, they buy one item in cash... Just every so often. They'll never buy more than one thing, so I I jack the prices up a lot. It's a good living. People come in from the country road to buy a $3,000 Kit Kat. What? He smirked. It was a real slimy smirk. Yep, that they do. And I'm mostly just here so that there's somebody to catch their cash whenever they do walk in. And check expiration dates, I guess. That makes no sense. Yep, I'm not going to lie. It doesn't. And the people who come down the road? Even weirder. What are they like? All lurchy and manic. The escaped asylum looking type. Is there an asylum down there? But how would- Look, I don't know. I got this place from my dad who figured the whole thing out a couple decades back. Easiest and best job of my life. Get to read and watch TV all day, every day. And make a killing at it too. Money's all real. But you've never bothered investigating. No. Why would I? The money's real and, you know. His eyes narrowed further and the smirk dropped off his face. I wouldn't bother investigating, even if I really cared, anyways. There's been a couple of guys who came in wondering the same things you did over the years, and you know what? They went down that road. They came back with a wad of cash and a blank look in their eyes and bought themselves a soda. So there. As much of an answer to your mystery as you're ever going to get. What? Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. You won't know. And you probably don't have a single card in your pocket that can buy anything here. So you best be moving along. Ah. Okay. I walked mournfully back to my car, not knowing exactly what I'd just experienced. It was strange. Real strange. And made no sense at all. I had a Maps app on my phone. I could check where that road led. Country Road 548. That was its name. And it led to no address on this side of the highway. On the other side, the opposite direction of where the man pointed, it went to a little spot in the road named Vicksburg. I'd probably driven through there once or twice as a child on my family's country jaunts. But this side, the side where the people appeared from, just a squiggle on the map. Nothing more. I got the satellite view. No buildings. Not a one. It was too tantalizing a question. But it was a frightening one, too. And an easy one to answer, probably. All I had to do was a bit of the thing that I hated. Driving. So, I did. I turned my car on and started out to the little ramp that led out to the country road. And I could have sworn I could see a little smile in the back of my mirror, cast all the way from the window of the shop. I drove for ten, fifteen minutes. But I was tired. I was very... very... I woke up in my bed. I checked my phone. It was the next day. 8am. My heart was pounding, my head was throbbing. There was a wad of cash on the kitchen table alongside one single solitary chocolate bar. And a receipt. $3,000. It checked out. It did not check out. What part of that could check out? I had driven down a road, I had a bunch of extra money, Real money, a candy bar, and a receipt for the exact same price of a Kit-Kat that I had just ogled the day before. And I had lost my memory. A very specific portion of my memory. No, scratch the bit where the price of the Kit-Kat was the same. It was a hundred dollars more. That jerk. He knew. He knew. He knew what? From his portion of the story, from what he said, it could all make sense. He knew I was curious, he knew that people who drove down the road came back and bought a singular piece of candy or whatever, and he knew that I'd been looking at that candy bar, and was certainly going to drive down that road because it was all far too suspicious. Yes, that all made sense, but But what happened? Curiosity, it seemed, had nearly killed me. My head was in a lot of pain. Not headache-level pain, but still pain. Enough that I wasn't sure if I'd trade that sort of pain for the smattering of bills that had appeared out of nowhere. $315, it seemed. Okay, maybe that actually wasn't that bad. But still, I had no answers. I had been violated, assaulted by something. What on earth could it possibly have been? I tried to pierce the veil covering my memory of the night before, but it was... It wasn't even a veil. There was nothing beneath, nothing, not even the sense that something had been lost. I only knew by the context of mystery and time. I had to have an answer, but an answer meant driving all that way again. All that way, just twenty minutes. But I wouldn't be driving down that road, no, there was probably something to that road. Maybe if I approached on foot from the field in the woods. So I pulled on my old work pants and boots, and settled back into my car for the usual drive that I thought I'd eternally forsaken. It was as terrible as it usually was, that early in the morning with all the work trucks frantically speeding past each other on the way to jobs that none of them wanted to report to. But, I made it. And there he was, the same guy at the same store. I opened the door with a scowl on my face. He erupted in laughter. <laughs> <laughs> you come back. Third time's the charm, eh? Shut up. Give me answers. I don't have any answers, idiot. Unless the question is whether or not you spent $3,000 on a candy bar last night. To which the answer is, yes, you did. Okay, okay. Whatever. A different question that needs a different answer than... Can I park my car here, so I can go by foot?" Go by foot, where? His mouth curled even further in Murph at the realization. You're really into playing with fire, aren't you? What type of fire? I don't know. I've told you, I don't know anything else. But, you know what, if it means you come back again with thousands of dollars in your pocket, sure. You can park your car here. Just know that you're risking your life for probably nothing. And I say that as a guy who's making money off your madness. So, you know. I grunted and gave a nod of recognition. Then, after double-checking to make sure my car was locked, I trudged off into the deep grass that ran parallel to the road. I made sure to stay away from the road itself, but to match its path, squiggle where it squiggled, and watch out for little beasties lurking in the bushes. There was nothing. There was countryside. I walked for hours, seeing nothing but more grass and trees. And then... and then a hotel. I think it was a hotel, hidden under the boughs of plenty of giant oak trees. A hotel. A motel. No sign, of course, and no one in the parking lot. The parking lot surrounded the place. The asphalt was the trap. If I put a foot on it... But maybe it had to do with being in a car. Yes? No. Maybe. I put my foot out. It crunched on rocks and tar. My other foot followed. I didn't tell my other foot to move. I closed my eyes. I fell asleep, but my legs continued walking. I woke up inside my car, a bottle of root beer in my hand, a hundred-odd dollars in my pocket, and a piercing pain behind my right eye. It wasn't- I couldn't- I I wasn't supposed to be there. Not me, someone else. It needed someone else. But it didn't hate me for messing with its plan. That's where the money came in. That's where this vulture with his shop intruded. What was this it? that I all of a sudden knew about. No, I, I didn't. That was the thing. I knew just the fringes of it, and that was all I would ever know. Was it a government thing? No, I was kidding myself. It wasn't a government thing. The government would have just killed me. Same went for any human organization. It was something, a counterbalance to something. It. A real, rancid idea sprung into my head. I walked into the store. Hey, my most repeat customer, and here you are, sober. Could it be... could I get a job here? He laughed. (laughs) No, I live here in the back rooms. I'm here all day, work maybe 30 minutes. Nope, that money's mine. You found your answer? I scowled at him. More than you ever will, Vulture." "...Yep, uh, sure. At least you got an answer from me, then." And that was that. I never went back. I was still curious, yes, just not as much. Not so much as to tempt fate. I thought about configuring little machines that would make it so my feet never touched that asphalt, but then I thought about it some more. It wasn't the asphalt. The asphalt was a conduit for something something, and I had been wearing pretty thick soles after all. Maybe there was nothing that could be done. Maybe. Nothing except for removing that creep with his store from the corner, the real monster. The thing that removed the kindness from the operation, whatever the operation was. It didn't deserve that sleazebag. Remove him. But how? Kill him? Really? No, are you kidding me? Do I sound like a killer? I called the IRS on his little butt. Lots of that profit was unfiled. The place was shut down in just three months. And now... And now I'm here. And that place is still probably there. I think sometimes if maybe I want to... To buy up that little corner store. I tell myself that I'd be less of a scalper. But then... It's too tempting. place is empty now. It will remain empty. It will remain less. So that... So that... I don't know. Maybe somebody will know someday. But that probably won't be me. So that all would be less...